HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. Did you know that Wisconsin wins more national and international cheese awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit wisconsincheese.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hey, and welcome to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel. And today is, is a special treat for me because I have in studio a woman that I got to visit during my book, Acid Trip Travels in the World of Vinegar, in Modena, in Italy, one of two towns in the world that can actually make balsamic vinegar. And we're going to desi- define what balsamic vinegar is and the difference between DOP, the traditionale, and IGP, the not traditionale. But first, we're going to start with Mari Angela, born in Modena, Italy, under the sign of vinegar. What is the sign of vinegar? Was it zodiac? Was it the stars? It's blood yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running through the, to the people born in Modena. And you know that uh, when we are born in Modena, when a baby girl is born in Modena, they start a series for the production of traditional balsamic vinegar. And the series, the batteria, as we call it, of barrels, is given as a dowry when the girls get married. Yeah, so, so. it's matriarchal. It, it is women only. Is it mothers making it for their daughters? Uh, no, it's not only women, but the tradition was for the women to have a dowry from the original family. Yeah. So. You know, in... First of all, balsamic vinegar is the most ubiquitous, most well-known vinegar around the world. And we'll get to why we think that is. But it wasn't up until about the 1970s. This was something that was familiar, made for the family within the family. When did that change and why? Uh, The traditional one started its run towards the market at the beginning of the 80s, when a group of uh, families joined together and they made the first consortium to obtain the recognition for the product, the low recognition for the product. Thus, in 1983, the traditional balsamic vinegar was given his first 
low of production. I can't believe that 1983 <clears throat> is kind of the first presence of that, though, because it does feel so ingrained in in not just you know Italian culture, but in in American cuisine, in in cuisines yeah, around the, the world. The, the traditional is uh, perhaps the most ancient product of Modena, because. Uh, it's really deep-rooted in the culture of the city, but it has always been, as you were saying before, something related to families. So, handed on, from passed on from generation to the other, but the, the, the traditional one was something really uh, belonging to uh, the family matter. Yeah, so. and we're, we're going to taste a 25-year-old extra vecchio in a little bit, but I, I want to kind of talk about time, because it takes a while to make balsamic vinegar and it is an extraneous vinegar out of any other that i experienced around the world because it is great must or the juice boiled down to a certain percentage and then fermented through this series of wooden barrels and it, it's wild to be in modena in, in the in the land of slow food and fast cars and see something so authentic still be authentic yeah the one of the most uh, curious peculiarity about our vinegar is that it comes from cooked grape juice. So it's a, it's a vinegar which is born completely sweet. When you come in uh, the autumn, as you have done, and <clears throat> you, you take part of the harvest and then the pressing and then of the cooking of the must, you really smell this sweet perfume in our courtyard. And it's unbelievable that this sweet liquid will turn into something which is sweet, sour, in perfect balance. And it's a very long process because the minimum aging is 12 years old. And then you have the so-called extra vecchio, so the extra age, which is a minimum of 25 years of aging through this uh, series of decreasing volume barrels made of different kinds of wood that give nuances and flavor to the product. So, so do you laugh at winemakers? You're like, oh, you're going to have a product next year. I have to wait 12 <laughs> years to make a product. Because you are also kind of a, a one of few. I mean, you're actually the only one that I met that grows their own grapes. Yeah, we have, uh, we have a vineyard. We have eight, eight hectare and a half of vineyard uh, in the hills around the Vignola where I live. And uh, we cultivate all the grapes we use to make our products. And the family production is based all on cooked grape must. You know, the, 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 when we decided the name for the Acetaia, which is uh, the house of the grandfather, so La Cadalnon, because uh, it was uh, the, this tradition of uh, cultivating grape, making the must, started with my great-grandfather. So it's something which is dated back a long time ago. Yeah, I've been lucky enough, obviously, to, to visit your estate. And there is so much history, not just steeped in, in, in that building um, and beautiful courtyard, but there are barrels, there are batterias that are owned by family members or were begun by family members of your, yours. And uh, there's one in specific of your grandmother. Yes, so the, you're meaning Demetria. Yeah, Demetria is, was my great-grandmother, was my grandmother. And uh, we have a special vinegar dedicated to her, which is aged in um, the final barrel, the finishing barrel of the series is a juniper, wild juniper barrel. So the, the product is very raisinous in your mouth, long, it stays in your nose, and it gives you this long and uh, lasting flavor, which is amazing. 
you know, I wish people could have seen you close your eyes and kind of recount that because, I mean, no, I truly mean this. It, it was so, it, it's so excellent to see you recall the memory of not only something like a vinegar, but I, I see you kind of recalling your grandmother yes, in that. Sure. And th- there's so much character and personality in every bottle of balsamic that you make that that's what makes it familiar to me. That's what makes it as, you know, more part of the family than this IGP. And we'll talk about what IGP is in a second, but DOP, traditionale, how do you know you're getting that? What on the bottle states that it's truly balsamic vinegar of Modena? Uh, The special shape of the bottle. The traditional balsamic vinegar of Modena is bottled in a bottle which is unique for low for all the producers. It's uh, square-based and uh, round as a shape. Uh, It's 100 ml. <clears throat> it states a traditional balsamic vinegar in it, and on each bottle is sealed and numbered. And uh, on uh, before being bottled, each batch of product is tested and approved to be called traditional balsamic vinegar. Otherwise, it can't be bottled in its special uh, yeah bottle. The bottle was designed, by the way, by Giugiaro, because we are a land where cars are always mixed with food <laughs> and whatever. <Yeah. laughs> But we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk more to Mariangela about balsamic vinegar. We'll be right back. Today's program was brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. What do you think of when you hear Wisconsin Cheese? For me, I think cheese curds. Delicious, fresh and squeaky cheese curds. Or deep fried cheese curds. Cheese curds literally any way, any time, any place. I think about Andy Hatch and Upland's Cheese. The farmstead cheese company behind Pleasant Ridge Reserve. I think of delicious, stinky Limburger and its long-storied history. I think of Dunbarton Blue, made by master cheesemaker Chris Raleigh. I think of Ross Grand Cru Sierchois, which was named 2016's World Championship Cheese, and Satori's Black Pepper Bella Vitano, the 2017 U.S. Championship Cheese. Wisconsin produces the world's best cheese, with lush grasslands and a glacial water supply that produce the very best milk, Fourth-generation cheesemakers combine old-world tradition with new ideas and the highest standards to make innovative cheeses that win more awards than any other state or country. Welcome back to the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, here today with Mariangela Montanari of La Caldenone, an amazing balsamic, or acetaya, is that how you say Acetaya. Acetaya in, in Modena, in Italy. Now... Again, I've had the privilege of being able to stop by there and taste vinegar straight out of the barrel in your presence. And I wanted to find the difference between DOP Traditionale, the real, and I'm not air quoting, but the real, real vinegar versus what we see on supermarket shelves here today. Mm. The Aceto Balsamico di Modena, so the balsamic vinegar of Modena, is an IGP, so a geographical indication. It is a wine vinegar composed of wine vinegar to give the sour part, added with cooked must or concentrated must, and possibly a maximum of 2% of caramel to stabilize the color. Uh, it's a product which is born in Modena, again, and it is produced in very high quantity. Um, it's a completely different product, meaning that the uh, traditional balsamic vinegar you really use as a finishing, as a perfume. It is sort of 
jewel in that sense, produced in a very, very, very limited quantity. Uh, last year we had among uh, Modena and Reggio Emilia production of uh, 10,000 liters, so basically nothing. And uh, it's very special for the culture of the city. Yeah, I mean, it is a billion dollar industry, balsamic. And point zero 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 one percent is this DOP. And as, as you just stated, it is, is a jewel. And it is something to have and to cherish. And I always thought it was a little little joke or a little bit bullshit that, you know, you put a little balsamic on top of Parmesan. And that's the only way you eat it. Like, well, no, you should be able to cook with it. But this is a product that has aged a minimum of 12 years. So it is perfect as it's as it is. So why, why ruin it? Why apply heat? Why do anything to kind of alter what you've done for so long, nurturing it to that point? And Parmesan is from there as well. And I think the Modenese way is about cultivating all the culture there too, pairing things together. Yeah, the one of the best. Uh, also, one of the best way to use the product is uh, straight on the spoon, meaning that you use it as an aperitif to open your uh, mouth before eating or as digestive. And the striking thing about uh, a traditional balsamic vinegar is that you use it in drops. So it's a product that uh, lasts for many, 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 many uh, time, and you can really use some drops to change the perfume of your dishes to make of a very very normal dish something really special i don't know if uh, do you remember when you came we made an onion omelet which is yes, something yes. which is wow the most easy thing in the world and some drops of vinegar some drops of 12 years old just changed the word of what you were eating in fact it really does it makes not ordinary but it makes simple things extraordinary and uh, we might as well have an aperitif while we have it in front of us i mean let, yeah, let's, ha let's have not? a spoonful is, is there a specific way that i should be pouring and enjoying this or will i just get it once i have it mm -hmm. you put it on your, your spoon and then you just uh, put it in the tip of your tongue and let it flow all to your tongue so that you get the sweetness and then little by little the acidity and the striking thing about the extra age is that it has a very very complete and complex body in your mouth and it is perfectly round in its flavor so you feel the sweetness you feel the acidity and they are all together and they are really really long lasting in your mouth all of that all of that is true <laughs> Uh, it's like that Heinz commercial, though, you know, slowly like the ketchup coming out of the bottle. You have to wait for it. But I mean, you don't have to wait that long for something that's made 12 plus years. Uh, and yes, we did talk about traditional pairings, you know, Parmesan. But you are also one of the most inventive cooks I've ever seen. And whether it's your traveling or your husband's traveling, I, I think you're influenced by the world as a whole and not just limited to what balsamic means to Modena. So w what else have you cooked with balsamic and what goes well with that flavor? Hmm. Let's start with the easy thing. So about Parmigiano, we have already spoken about uh, the onion omelet. We spoke already. Um, you can pair it in a very simple way. It's quite traditional, in fact, with a very, very simple and flavors Parmigiano risotto. Or uh, you can make some... Uh, raw vegetables with uh, uh, traditional balsamic vinegar, red radicchio with traditional balsamic vinegar, and then we come to something which is not so traditional, so fish. Uh, octopus salad, 
cocked with a traditional balsamic vinegar, king prawns. If you have a very, very big kick prawns, you can just uh, grill it and then you serve it with some um, salt, drizzle it with traditional vinegar and pair it with a salad with orange and fennel. And it's fantastic. Can I have a double dose? Can I have another sip of uh, this extra veggie? Just for sure. Yeah, I mean... It's transportive. Yeah, it's give addiction. Yes, I know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I went to a restaurant in Italy, and it did. It said not just aperitif at the at the end of the meal for dessert. There were three things, and I think it was uh, a cookie, a gelato, and the third thing was a spoonful of vinegar because it is something it's that digestive. helps with digestion. Yes, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. It really cleans your mouth and uh, leave you a very long and flavoring sensation. What are you doing in the U.S.? What are you trying to do to change the concept of what balsamic means to cooks around the world? Hmm. We are. First of all, I am trying to make people understand why why traditional balsamic vinegar is different. Uh, How can you use it? Um, How can you pair it with very easy food to give a new concept of uh, what they are, to give new preciousness uh, to what it is. And uh, one of the most I- important thing I think is to make people, especially here, to understand that natural products, natural flavors are better than anything else. Agreed. I stand by that completely. And, you know, and you do, you feel that when you have that, when you taste that, you know that it's something that's been made slowly and, and perfected over time. Unlike balsamic glazes that you see, you know, in other uh, supermarkets and stores. But, you know, I kind of want to go back to the core of what balsamic is. It's this familiar thing. It's this gift. It was this dowry that was given away. So it's always thought of as this special thing and so special that you only want to use it here and there. But it can be an everyday thing, right? Yes. Uh, For example, in our production, we have also something easier if you want uh, to use, which is a product we make. It's a family recipe, and we call it balsamo saba because we are using saba, which is the basis of all this tradition in uh, in the preparation. And uh, this product you can use every day also to make just simply your salad or to cook. And uh, this is, a, in a way, an easier product to make. Do you remember what is saba? Yeah, it's it's the unfermented juice. It's, exactly. It's, the sweet thing. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's something that goes direct to market, unlike balsamic, which, again, gets aged underneath your 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 roof uh, for that many years. So, I, I, you know, I prefer DOP. And it's not oh, to be a balsamic snob or anything like that, but I, I was kind of crunching numbers about what DOP balsamic really is. And you have a 100-milliliter bottle, huh. right? And you said even before you have a drop. And a drop costs, you know, very little relative to what you think of as other ingredients and dishes from truffles to caviar to some of the other luxuries in life. Um, Even simple things like good butter, a knob of good butter costs almost as much, if not more, than a drop of balsamic vinegar. And I feel like balsamic has a bigger effect. So I I kind of want to break people's idea of DOP Traditionale, you know, being an expensive bottle of vinegar. No, it's not expensive. When you really don't need much to... It's not expensive be because it's just a drop. It's like uh, using a eau de parfum instead of an eau de toilette. So it's just uh, the drops that change your uh, dish. And it fact. also comes in a similar looking bottle, I guess. Yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But 
please, if anyone ever wants to experience traditional DOP balsamic, stop by Mariangela's place in Modena. If you can't, it's distributed here in the U.S. through gustiamo.com. That's G-U-S-T-I-M-O.com. And, and, you know, share it amongst your friends. This isn't something that you keep in your pantry for five, ten years and just wait for special occasions. It makes every ordinary occasion special. So thank you, Mary Angela, for being here. Thank you, Michael. You've been listening to The Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel. Hoping to have you back here next Tuesday at 3. Music by Cookies and David Tattashore Engineering. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.